0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Hope for Today. Glad you're joining me today. And um, today we're going to be talking about God's plan will stand firm. #Hashtag God always wins. So today on the menu, I want to bring you hope. I want to bring you some encouragement. I want to let you know that at the end of this quick devotion, that you can trust that whatever you have done, you might do, or you see someone else do. Hashtag God always wins. All right, so we're going to be in the chapter, um, in the book of Genesis in chapter 12. And I'm not going to read through that today for the sake of time. But I want you to go back and read the story in detail. There's a lot of things we're not going to cover. And I just think it would be really good um, after we chat here, if you go back and read up on this story so that you can get the full picture of what God is trying to teach us. We're going to be talking about Abram and his wife Sarai. And uh you know, it's interesting because God's plan is perfect. And God had promised something that was going to happen and it needed to happen to complete the story of the life of the Lord Jesus Christ here on this earth. But let's go back to chapter 12 of Genesis and find out what happened. So the story tells us that Abram and his wife went where God told them to go. That's a good thing. But then things got kind of uncomfortable. There was a famine. They didn't feel comfortable. You know, things around them didn't seem normal anymore. Things felt wrong. Um, They were probably frightened, nervous. What's going to happen? So they took all of that worry and fear and um, anxiety, I'm sure, and disbelief and unbelief and... uh, Instead of taking it to the Lord, which is what they should have done, they decided to take things in their own hands. So what did they do? They went to Egypt. Now, in my studies, it says that um, many times the word Egypt or the reference to Egypt in the Bible is things of the world. So basically what Abram and his wife did is Um, They felt a little uncomfortable where they were in life right now. So instead of going to the Lord, they looked to the world for comfort, for provision, for supplies, for safety, for everything that they felt they weren't getting. Now, a little behind the scenes story. um, Back in Bible times, a lot of times people married within family and, you know, different things than we do now. And so sarai his wife was actually i believe his half sister if i have that correct but sister but not full sister okay keep that in your mind so now they arrive in egypt and she's a beautiful lady she's gorgeous and he says to her listen to keep things cool we got to keep things safe here when we get to the border you tell them you're my sister don't say you're my wife All right, we got this, we're good. You're gonna say you're my sister. So they get to the border, and and who do we have here? And they introduce themselves, and you know, this is my brother, this is my sister, this is the names, and so on. Well, she's so beautiful, the men immediately took her to the king and uh, to King Pharaoh. So off she goes to the kingdom to be with the king. So now Abram and Sarai are living pretty good right now because she's now been taken on as one of the wives of Pharaoh. Now again, if we know the the other part of the story, how Abraham was promised by God that they would have a child and that he would be the father of a great nation and the lineage of Jesus Christ would be through his seed. Well, how could that happen if now Sarai is living with in the palace of King Pharaoh, and is no longer with her husband, and you know, okay, so this whole story is now messed up, all right? God's plan that, as we could see, it, has now just been destroyed. Somehow, some way, you know, only as God could do, here is this beautiful woman taken on as one of Pharaoh's wives, and she's in the harem, living in the palace, I'm sure eating well, great clothing, everything she needs, and because her brother, Abraham, Abram, excuse me, is the brother, he's doing pretty well. And they're living life, you know? Hey, everything's good. But then, through all this, her and Pharaoh never became joined as a husband and wife. They never consummated the marriage. So that area of their life was kept pure in terms of she never... Had a relationship with him to destroy that ultimate promise that God has made only God could arrange this well then all of a sudden as the story continues plagues hit the kingdom and I don't think it's really clear on how pharaoh knew that this was of God maybe it is but I for me it wasn't very clear but that doesn't matter pharaoh knew that these plagues were from God and found out that Abram was actually married to Sarai. And he said, whoa, wait a minute here. You take your wife and you go back where you belong and you leave my kingdom. I don't want these plagues here. So that's exactly what happened. Abram packed his stuff up, took his wife, and they went back to where they belong. Back to where they should have been in the first place. So let's break this down a little bit and see what we can learn from it. They were told by the Lord to go somewhere. And when things around them started to look bad, they chose the world instead of the Lord's provision. Do we do that? They lie to make things seem safe and to help them in the situation they were in. Do we do that? They had it good for a while. Hey, they're living in the world. They're living in a palace eating food, like I mentioned, getting provisions, they're enjoying life. Um, They enjoyed what the world could give them. Do we do that? When they were found out and they were called out, they needed to return back to where God had told them to go. Does this happen to us? So what else is actually happening with this story? Well, God already had a plan hashtag, God always wins. God's plan will stand firm. So Abram, diso- Abram disobeyed God. God had placed them in very difficult circumstances, but it's where God wanted them to be. Does that sound familiar? Maybe with where we're at right now. I don't want to harp on the pandemic. I don't want to harp on COVID-19, but it's where we're at right now. This is not my little town of Whiting, or the Ocean County area that I live in, or the state of New Jersey that I live in, or even the United States that I live in. This is around the world. Things are happening right now, everywhere. Every country is involved in this situation. It was really bad for a while. It's gotten a little better. I'm not saying it's over. I'm not saying it's done. But it has lightened a little where things have opened up here and there in different places. But it's uncomfortable. It's not normal. I don't like it. I don't like where God has me right now. And you know, when we think about for such a time as this, I was born now to be in this time frame for a purpose. God has designed for Lynn Wilson in 2020 on today's date. I am to be alive for a reason. He has placed me here. He's called me here. I don't like the circumstances. I don't like, I'm uncomfortable. I don't like it. Just like they were, they were placed in a time and they didn't like it. Instead of them turning to the Lord, like we need to, whether it's COVID or it's just something in life, life takes over. We are put in situations and circumstances Beyond, forget the pandemic. Where does God have you right now? Where is he tugging on your heart and you're, you're feeling frightened, you're feeling uncomfortable, you're feeling it's not right, it's not normal, I don't like this. And you look over there and your friends have it really good. You know, it's easy to say, man, they've got a great car, they've got a nice house, they got money. they got things that I want. You know, they go out on Saturday night, they, they go out with their friends, they do things that really starting to look pretty good to me and you look over here and you realize God's told me to stay here I don't like it I don't like or maybe you just you just don't like it maybe you just have a disobedient heart maybe you're frightened whatever it is just like Abram instead of Abram turning over to the Lord and saying wait a minute time out you put me here with this famine how am I gonna get food? How am I gonna get provisions? How am I gonna provide for my wife? I, I, I'm frightened. I don't like this. What am I gonna do, Lord? You know, if the Lord has put you there, he's gonna take care of you. The Bible talks about he will take care of our daily needs. If God has a purpose and a reason for you to be somewhere, he will give you what you need to carry out what he wants you to do. And yet we look, oh yeah, I'm right on. God's put me here. I'm going to serve him. I know he's called me here. And the minute things get a little funny and things get a little wonky, all of a sudden, wait a minute, wait a minute. And we look over there and we go to Egypt and we look to the world and we start leaning that way and we take ourselves out of the situation or out of the place that God has called us. What else was going on at this story? God had a promise to Abraham that he would be the father of a great nation. And that will still come to pass. God's promises will never, ever fail. If God says he's going to do it, it's going to happen. It is going to happen. Hashtag God always wins. God worked in only a way that God could work. He turned the whole situation that Abram put himself in and put his wife in and brought them back to where they needed to be. You know, there is nothing that you and I could do to manipulate intentionally or unintentionally, or someone else maybe messed things up and now we're sitting there going, I know this is what God said, but because they did this, now where are we? And what's gonna happen? Whoa, time out. God's plan will stand firm. God always wins. I heard something yesterday, my brother-in-law was preaching and he said, the Bible is more up to date today than the newspaper is tomorrow. I don't know how many of us, are you with me on this? You read Facebook, you watch the news, you talk to your friends that really don't have any wisdom at all or discretion or anything. And we take all these things that we hear, this is fact, this is truth. And we tend to live by that. We have been for the past six months told we can't go to church, you can't go to school, you can't go to certain stores, you can't leave the house, you have to wear a mask, you can't talk to your friends, you have to stay six feet apart, you have to, you can't, you have to. We have been programmed to do this and go here, and and now we're at a point, where, are we allowed over here? Can we do this? You know what? All that has done is to instill fear in our hearts. So stop listening to Facebook. Stop listening to people. Stop listening to your friends that don't have a clue what's going on. The Bible tells us what to do. We're frightened. We are to go to the Lord. We need wisdom. Lord, I don't know what to do. We are to go to the Lord. Lord, I'm confused. It says God is not the author of confusion. If there's confusion, God is not in it. We are to go back to the Lord with everything that we do. We are not to look to the world. We're not to look to people. We are not to go back to Egypt. Let's go back to the title, God's Plan Stands Firm. Why is it when things get crazy and tough and not the way we feel comfortable, do we resort back to Egypt and not the Lord? I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I can tell you time and time again, I know better. I know better. I'm in the word. I, I, I've gone to church my whole life. I've been preached to. I know what I should be doing. And how many times you're just, even the littlest uncomfortable, I'm not talking major, and you're right over here again. And then you can feel the Lord going, hello, I want you back over here. Uh, a number of weeks ago, I did a podcast on the story of Jonah. If you didn't catch that, go back and look that up. Jonah was told what to do. And God's plan will stand firm. God wanted him in Nineveh. Jonah went that way and tried this, that, and the next thing. God brought him right back to where he needed to be. No matter what we do or we don't do, we need to remember that God is in control. And his plan, not my plan, not your plan, his plan, will take place no matter what. Even when we have manipulated things, where other people listen the government can manipulate the world can manipulate I don't care what happens God's plan will stand firm take hope in that today know that we have the God who created all things if he's in your life like he's in my life you have him to direct your daily steps to take care of your daily needs we don't need to worry about things We can look at New Jersey. We can look at world situations. We can look at storms, hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes. We can look at politics and everything else that's going on. But we are not to fear that. We are to know that God is in control. We can see lies and deception, wrongdoings on everybody else's part. Maybe not even your own, but you're surrounded by it. And it does put fear in your life. What's going to happen? What's the future hold? Don't be doom and gloom. God's plan stands firm. God is in control. No matter what we think is going on around us, his plan will take place. In Romans 8.15, there's a beautiful worship song that has been written about this verse. And then maybe you know it. And every time I look at this verse, I can just hear it rolling in my head. And if you don't know the worship song, look it up. But in Romans eight fifteen, it says, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I don't care what happens with politics. I don't care what Fox News tells us. I don't care what NBC tells us. I don't care what your neighbor tells you. Well, my neighbor's really smart. I don't care how smart you think they are. They do not know what the Lord is telling you. The Lord will speak to you about where you need to be. You'd better be there. You better be where God tells you. You're frightened, you're confused, you're unsettled, you just need some wisdom, go right back to the Lord. Do not go to Egypt. So let me leave this with you today. We have all been chosen by him. God took every single name that was ever born or to be born to the cross. Every name when he went to the cross was taken there. He has chosen everyone but have you chosen him to be in your life? That's my first question for you today. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior? If you don't know what I'm talking about or you've heard someone talk and you're a little confused and you need more information, reach out to Keswick. Call the number, the 800 number, it'll be on the screen and give us a call, we will pray with you, we will talk with you, we can mail you information. If you're uncomfortable about talking, we will mail you something. If you don't have a Bible, I will personally make sure that a Bible is sent out to you. Number two, we have been chosen and called to do something. If you have breath to breathe, there's a purpose for your life. Let me say that again. If you have breath to breathe, there's a purpose for your life. What has God called you to do today? That does not mean you have to be in full-time Christian work. It means you serve the King of all Kings, the Lord of all, all Lords, He is your personal savior. He's got a plan for your life. We have been chosen to do something unique and special that is only to Lynn Wilson. There's no one else made like Lynn Wilson. As they say, when they made me, they broke the mold. But that's because God needed Lynn Wilson to do something. There's a purpose for this time that I'm in that he wanted me to do. Can he get someone else to do it? Absolutely. But he loved me so much that he created me And he has something special just for me to do, just like you. He created you for a purpose. Could I do what he wants you to do? Probably. Maybe someone else could if I can. not But he doesn't want that. He wants your heart. He wants you to do it. Have you accepted the plan that he has for your life? Or have you looked over there to Egypt? Have you been told by the Lord to go? but you are overwhelmed with life. You're overwhelmed with all the junk that you see. You're running scared and you're running the other way, just like Jonah. God's plan will stand firm. You don't need to be part of what the world offers. You need to be part of what God has for you. What joy we can get by watching the hand of God at work. Whether you're at church, you uh, physically in the building, or you're watching church online, or you hear something happening at God's work. I love hearing stories of missionaries because it just proves that your world is so small. We're stuck here in New Jersey and we think everything evolves around what happens in New Jersey. God's at work across the world. I can tell you story after story of missionaries that we're in connection with. People are getting saved. Lives are being changed. Don't get so caught up in your own small little world that you think, well, God put me here, and I don't like it, and it's uncomfortable. Stop right there. You thank God that he has chosen you for something special. You thank him for your salvation first, and then you thank him for what he's chosen you for. And know that God's plan will stand firm. Hashtag God always wins. There's joy in watching him at work, but there's even more joy when we're part of that work that he's asked us to be part of. I challenge you today, don't look to Egypt, look to the Lord. I challenge you today to find hope in the fact that God always wins. His plan will stand firm. He has promised us a place in eternity. Maybe it's today. It certainly wasn't yesterday because I'm still here and I know I'm going. It might not be for another hundred years. Many people say, oh, the Lord's coming back today. If he is or isn't. For today, I don't know. God says no man will know that. All I know is that for today, he's asked me to do something. And today, he's asked you to do something. Maybe that first thing is to accept him. If you have accepted him, then the next thing is to accept the fact that he's asked you and chosen you to do something. And I want you to find hope in today knowing that His plan stands firm and hashtag God will always win. Thanks for coming today. We'll see you next week.